welcome to the Youth Mentor Podcast. This is your short burst of inspiration, tips and research about teens for parents, educators and mentors. I'm your host, Amanda Rootsy, founder of Teen Personal Development School, Shine From Within and coach to incredible youth mentors all over the world. Now, I certainly don't know it all, so I interview the experts about what's going on for youth today. From psychological insights to really practical advice, this is your moment of motivation, inspiration, and a few laughs amidst the crazy and ever-changing world of teens and tweens. In this episode, I chat with Peter Brady. He's the general manager of global cybersecurity company Kaspersky Lab, and he's also the father of three. So he's got some really great insights into the security side of social media from a professional point of view, but also from a personal point of view as well. I came across Kaspersky Lab a few months ago now when I was sent a research report that they had done about growing up online and and some of the studies and statistics that came out of that were really, really interesting. So we chat a little bit about that today, as well as some very practical tips that parents can implement at home to help their kids to grow up online really safely. So he goes through some of the signs that parents can watch out for to tell if their kids might be experiencing some dangers online, as well as the importance of parents to really keep on top of social media and and be a little bit savvy themselves in the digital space. We talk about how to reduce sneaky behavior online and some of the free software that's available to protect our kids across a whole range of different devices. It's a really interesting episode and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. And make sure, of course, that you head to shinefromwithin.com.au to read all of the show notes and see any further links as well after the episode. Enjoy. Welcome, Peter. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to have a chat with you. Thanks, Amanda. It's great to be here with you. Thank you. So before we jump into it, would you mind telling me a little bit about yourself and the company that you work for? Sure. So uh, I'm a father of three and I've been with Kaspersky now four and a half years. Kaspersky Lab are an internet security provider, both for the consumer home network, small to medium businesses and enterprise companies out there as well. Yeah, wow. And how old are your kids? Yes, well, I'm showing my age now. My <laughs> eldest is uh, 21, uh, my daughter, and I have a 19-year-old son and a 15-year-old daughter as well. Wow. So you've experienced a lot of those social media challenges, I imagine, at home. Certainly. Um, right from the very start when I started in this industry back in '95. My daughter was two months old, so we've come through the whole gamut of introduction to computers, education computers, right through to social media computers, and now, unfortunately, every device they pick up and touch and every part of their everyday life is based around some sort of electronic device and social online networking. Mm, Yeah, it's just crazy how much it's changed over the years. It certainly has. There's no no more of this uh, going to bed at night and reading them a story. That's uh, you know they they tend to uh, sit back on their on their phones and uh, text and instant message all their friends till the till late at night. So unfortunately, it has turned turned around completely. Yeah. Wow. And so uh, I know that Kaspersky is that how you say it? Kaspersky. Kaspersky. That's it. Kaspersky Lab have have recently released a report called Growing Up Online with some research that you guys did. And it looks like I was just reading through it again just before our call. And 
it looks like you surveyed almost 4,000 families with children aged 8 to 16 in seven different countries, and the stats are just phenomenal. Well, the thing is, it, it really doesn't matter which country you're in. Um, children are growing up online, and it is a, uh, a problem that all parents are facing no matter what part of the world we're living in. Obviously, some countries are a little more advanced than others, but it is a problem that all parents are facing moving forward. Mm. And so one of the things that jumped out at me was based on the study, it showed that 44% of 8 to 16-year-olds are constantly online with social media, chat apps and entertainment sites. So as someone who's in charge of this company, but also as a parent, what are the basic steps that a parent should be taking to allow their kids to grow up online wisely? Yeah, look, like, uh, like any relationship, uh, you know, it really needs mutual respect. And, and what I mean by that is always impart with your children, whether that be part of the environment they're growing up in at home, but have your family values and, and have them extend to everyday life and what they're doing. So not only, um, you know, at home as they grow up, things change um, you know from from an early age their bedtime is 7:30 obviously as they grow up that extends out a little bit to 8 8:30 etc etc same with online keep keep that dialogue open but also be involved with what they're doing online explain mm-hmm. to them the dangers about online help them with any issues they find online but also you know be a part of their lives don't just let them go off and try and live their own lives. Be a part of it. I, I also encourage to have other activities outside of electronics. Um, you know, there is a whole society out there that will, won't know how to relate to people socially face-to-face. So I encourage, you know, kids, get out there. Um, my, my girls all do dancing, um, netball, uh, acting. My son's football, basketball, uh, sprint car driving. So, you know, have some outside activities where they actually have to liaise with people, but it Mm -hmm. also gets them away from this whole electronic world that they're living in. Yeah, great. Such an important point, that one, isn't it? Just to get them putting down the phones and actually connecting in person, which, as you said, it's so true. It's going to be a lost art eventually, isn't it? Just communicating face-to-face. You know, quite often I'll, I'll mention to my, my kids, um, you know, they're vigorously texting on their phones um, to, to their friends and say, you know, why don't you actually dial the number and, and have the conversation rather <laughs> than 25 different texts back and forth? But, of course, you know, I'm a dad. I don't know too much about that. That's not what we do these days, Dad. <laughs> I might need uh, keyboards. So, uh, but, yeah, certainly I encourage uh, social social interaction on a face-to-face and, and verbal um, means rather than just texting or uh, Instagramming as such. Yeah, great. And so what are some of the signs that parents can look out for if they feel their children may be up to some unhealthy activity online? It's an interesting statistic that 37% of kids or, or young people, uh, you know, having encountered some sort of dangers online um, or in you know, inappropriate context and bullying or, or threats in some way, shape or form. Wow. That's what a I, huge uh, statistic, isn't it? Yeah, look, it, it, it's quite surprising. Um, but then again, it's not given the amount of time that, that they spend on these devices as well. What I'd, I'd look for in... in 
is the body language of, of children. If they're showing signs of sadness or anxiety as such, um, secretive behaviour, if you walk into the room and they're quickly shutting down their laptop or changing from screen to screen or, you know, uh, trying to hide something that's, that's on the screen, um, you know, I always say monitor your, your credit cards, your phone bills, your online activity of your home internet's uh, uh, usage just to see if there is any major changes in any of that. Obviously, if there's bills coming up on your credit card that you can't, uh, can't understand and your wife can't explain, then, uh, you know, that certainly is, is a good idea that something's not quite right. But I'd also take advantage of many of the parental controls that are built into a lot of uh, software products these days that, you know, include filters to block these sites and uh, can block the personal information that's being sent. And, and look, you know, as, as going back to uh, the earlier question in regards to, um, you know, how we, how we keep in line with the kids, um, as part of that whole mutual respect relationship thing, you know, maintain access to your, to your children's online account, obviously with their permission, uh, and, you know, step through. If, if you see there's some sites that are probably not quite favourable or you wouldn't like them heading to, explain the reasons why you don't want them there. Um, if, you, you know, if all else fails, you can then block those sites. But but also just maintain the, the sites and the and the access to your children's account and, and you know, just monitor it periodically Keep a check on their friends list. If that constantly changes, why is that constantly changed? Is mm. there some names in there that you, you're not quite familiar with? You know, that sort of thing. Always ask questions in a nice possible way without a dictatorship as such and standing over them with the cane saying, who is this mm -hmm. and <laughs> where, where do they fit into society? Yeah, great. It, it really sounds like parents have to be on top of all of these new social media apps and technology themselves then too, do they, to really be able to monitor and understand what's going on? Yes, exactly. It's very important to for parents to, to grow in this cyber industry as well. Um, you know, unfortunately, I'm, I'm old school and, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, I like that old face-to-face -face content. However, I think it's important that we actually know what to look for. We need to uh, educate ourselves uh, about on online savviness, um, you know, the potential threats out there online. And in order to do that, you know, we need to build the trust of our kids with us. As we learn, take them on the journey with us and, and let them be part of that whole learning curve so that they know where to go uh, to block content, how they can report things if they're not quite right, etc. Um, it, it's As I said before, it's built around this whole mutual relationship, respect and trust with each other. Mm, yeah, wonderful. And if, if you did, I, I noticed in the report that one in two children do actually hide risky online activities from their parents. What can parents do to prevent this from happening, if that's possible? <laughs> <laughs> Look, kids are, are very, very smart um, and they will find ways around lots of things. Uh, however, uh, I think this whole the whole education together with each other, um, you know, suggestions – have that have the machine uh, or the device out in a family orientated area don't let them hide away in their bedrooms secretly looking at things or you know searching through instagramming or whatever they're doing uh in a in a secure environment get them out in amongst the whole activity of the family mm -hmm. um obviously you know utilize those parental controls that are built into software 
block them from sites, block them from um, putting phone numbers out there or, or, you know, one thing definitely uh, installing them that the need never to pass on uh, passwords to anybody in any way, mm-hmm. shape, form. Um, you know, be vigilant and, and try and keep them savvy themselves to be to be on the lookout for something that just doesn't sound right. Um, you know, we read daily in the newspaper about these predators on online that pretend to be 14-year-old boys or 14-year-old girls, but they're, you know, 35-year-old men or something, mm. and, and are just, you know, you want of a better word, grooming kids to 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 bleed the information out of them and and can then be used in a uh, you know a malicious way. So scary. Well, it is, and and uh, I recall a few years back, uh, a policeman friend of mine made a, a great observer in regards to um, there was a fad going around with the stick figure stickers on the back of cars showing families and 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 pretty much the content of their families. Oh, yes, I remember those. You remember those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, they, uh, it was a Queensland parent uh, who actually came up with the idea of these stickers and it went worldwide, the um, promotion of those stickers. And However, he, he mentioned to me that it was a great opportunity for pe- non-desirable people to find a lot of information out about the family and in, in turn follow them home, find out where they live, and then use the information on the back of that car to decipher what they were going to do next. And one example he he gave was a mother and two little kids uh, on the back of the car. The kids were in school uniforms. Little Johnny had a ball in his hand and little Sarah had a tennis racket and a little puppy dog. So from that, a non-desirable could decipher that we have a single mother with two little kids that obviously attend school, so they're going to be out of the house at, at, during school hours. They obviously attend at some point uh, football training and tennis training and then times they play tennis or football. And if I was to break into this house, they've got a little yap-yap dog that's not going to rip my arms off. Mm. Wow, we've that's moved, so we've scary. Moved a little, well, we've moved a little bit forward from that now, and unfortunately you take all that information and it goes online. Mm. And from someone just chatting to a child online, you know, what school do you go to? Um, so, oh, I go to St. Joseph's College. Great. I know that's in Newtown area or a specific suburb. School hours are done. And so is dad, uh, dad away at the moment or is dad home? No, dad doesn't live with us. Great. It's another single mum. So they can decipher just a little bit of information and kids are none the wiser. they just a bit naive. Um, in what uh, what information they're free to give out, you know, I, I always say turn off the webcam as well. Don't you? There's no need to have the webcam going at all times because you could be sitting in that family environmented room, and behind you on the fridge is the whole magnetized uh, electricity bill sitting up there, and of course it gives you full name, full address of uh, where you live. So there's a lot of information that can be just around you. It may even be just a photo on the wall that shows a single mother with a couple of kids or it might show that dad and mum are there with the full family. So it, be aware of your environment around you when you're, uh, when you're online is, is probably one of the key triggers. Yeah, wow. It's funny being, I mean, obviously I'm online all the time as well like, like the rest of us and I do see a lot of parents that enrol their, their kids into some of our programs some of them 
are very cautious about not uploading any photos or videos or anything of their kids and others will will share daily updates and photos of their kids in their school uniforms and doing all sorts of things um, throughout the day and it always frightens me a little bit I think to, to see that but that's just the way the world's going isn't it? Unfortunately, yes, we share far too much online. Mm. You know, even even to the point, um, you know, I would install with my kids and try and educate them to the fact if they are in a gaming environment, if they are, they are playing online, or, or you know, have, have a have a game name, or yes. don't put out your your actual full name out there. You know, um, you, you know, put your pet's name out as yours or something like that. Try try and keep. The information about yourself and your personal surroundings as limited as possible out there in, in cyberspace. Mm. Um, it, it is far too easy to gain so much information about people without them realising that they're putting that much out there. Yeah, wow. And so what would be your tips for parents who can – what can they do to go the extra mile? Certainly. Look, I would utilise – all of the uh, parental controls or the availability of parental controls in uh, in software products. You know, at Kaspersky mm-hmm. have a have a great product called Kaspersky Safe Kids. It works on all devices, on all um, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac devices. You know, it can protect them from uh, access to inappropriate websites. You know, the gaming, the pornography. Uh, violent video games, movies, certain apps. You can limit the time that the children are on their devices. So if you only want little Johnny on Facebook between 5 and 7 at night, it will cut him off after those times. It won't allow him to get on before 5 o'clock. It cuts him off at 7. You can view detailed reports on what what sites your children uh, are visiting and monitor the activities, you know, the time that they play on, on games. You can block sites that they go to you can block certain words that may just pop up in in a site so if 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 a site is um, normally using those such words those trigger words it won't allow your children to go to them it can stop them from putting phone numbers in addresses wow. all those personal details um, you know bank details anything like that you can block uh, using a um, you know the appropriate product and as I mentioned before kids, are pretty smart uh, and it needs to be monitored completely. And, and not only that, talk to your children afterwards. When you when you have a look at their online activity, just, you know, have a quick chat to them. Ask mm-hmm. them why they're on Facebook for 17 hours a day or you know, Instagram for five hours or something like that. You know, constantly be have that communication open with your children. Uh, again, not as a, a dictatorship as such, but more as a friend, um, as a protector, you know, always want to be there. Mm. Teach the kids. The, the other thing to teach, you know, we mentioned before about when kids get hurt, you know, who's the first person they run to as, as children? It's, it's mum and dad, you know. What does mum and dad do? We, we go and we go to the cupboard, we get a Band-Aid out and we put it over. <laughs> Cyber security is a little bit like that. Teach them where that Band-Aid is. Where do they go to block the content? Where do they go to report inappropriate behaviour if they're on Facebook or Instagram or something like that? Mm-hmm. And do it with them. We mentioned before also, um, you know, very important for parents to be 
fairly savvy online and, and constantly learning as well. And if you if you're constantly doing learning yourself and teaching the kids when you're learning, you're building that whole trust together with them that they want to go along the journey with you and, and not alienate you and hopefully less likely to go along the path where they are hiding things from you um, and, and going to undesirable sites, etc. Yeah, great. So it's really about building that relation, like not even building but facilitating and, and growing that relationship with your child regardless of, of what they're doing and and then being being a little bit aware of what's actually going on in, in this space and not turning a blind eye. Exactly. You know, as in any relationships, whether it be a marriage or, or children relationships or, or a business relationship, they constantly need working on. Mm-hmm. They all revolve around mutual respect and mutual trust. Yeah, great. And back to your your app, the parental control software that you have, Kaspersky mm-hmm. Safe Kids, is that free? Yes, you can. Yes, download free of charge from our website. So just go and visit www.kaspersky.com.au and download any of our products free to check uh, for 30 days. But Kids, Kaspersky Safe Kids is a product that is free ongoing. Wow. It sounds um, sounds perfect for, for all households to have something like that in place. Oh, definitely. No matter what age your children are or even even parents as such, um, you know, it, it is a great tool to have. Sometimes we, we get wrapped up in it and, you know, we don't realise that we're spending so much time on the internet, whether it be on uh, work or even uh, social media as such. So, you know, it can even be a good thing for um, adults to monitor the time mm. that they spend uh, or waste even uh, on uh, <laughs> on social media as, as such. Yeah, I th- I'm really intrigued to get it myself now, actually, although I'm well, a little afraid to look at it. <laughs> please feel free. It's very user-friendly, very easy to use. Um, you don't need to have a degree in IT to implement uh, any of the uh, strategies or uh, appropriate things on the on the platform there. So uh, by all means, I encourage everyone to, to download Kaspersky Safe Kids and utilise it. Yeah, great. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, Peter, and sharing sharing so much about what you've learnt about the, the tech world growing up as with, with your own kids as a father, but also those really important points there from a professional point of view about keeping our kids safe. That's, that's the key message. Um, you know, last but not least, uh, remember that our children will follow exactly what we do. So, we, we need to lead by example and um, that way the kids will follow in our footsteps in a hopefully a, an appropriate way socially uh, on the internet. And uh, once again, Amanda, thank you very much for the opportunity to talk about Kaspersky Safe Kids here today. You're welcome. Thank you. It's been very enlightening. <laughs> I hope you found that episode educational and interesting. I know I'm keen to download that program now so that I can see exactly what I do online, although I'm a little bit scared as well. While I've got you too, if if you've ever thought about working with young people yourself, if you'd love to hold a safe space for teens to sit around in a group of 
of girls and, you know, chat about what's going on for them or run a week-long holiday program or perhaps go and speak in schools. You know, if you've ever thought about doing any kind of work with young people, really, then I would love to support you. I I run a four-month online program called the Youth Mentor Training, and it goes through duty of care, engagement techniques, how to put together your own curriculums, as well as marketing and business techniques as well, specifically for this industry. We've got one coming up soon, so I'd love you to come and download our free quiz. You can find it at youth-mentor-training.com. You'll find the free quiz, you'll see a free video series there too, and it just will give you an idea of whether you've got what it takes to be a youth mentor so that you can start exploring whether this is something that you might be interested in for yourself. So come on over to youth-mentor-training.com to download that. And of course, you can find all of our podcast episodes and show notes at shinefromwithin.com.au. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us on the Youth Mentor Podcast. I hope it gave you some tips to use with the young people in your life. This podcast is all about you. So if you've got suggestions for topics or people you'd love me to interview on all things youth, please get in touch at shinefromwithin.com.au. Until next time, have a beautiful day.